Robert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a number. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. Oh, hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is it, the Houston Dynapod podcast. I'm your host, Finister, and uh, good morning to you. I say good morning because that's when we're recording. We're here in the morning, Monday morning. I was a little, uh, little busy last night. I had to take, uh, take care of someone uh, emotionally, you know. So I did a lot of things to talk about before we get into the post game. How about the Man United protests? Did you guys see this? Of course you did. Yeah, of course you did. That's a stupid question. They're mad at the Glazers and uh, the ESL stuff and the fact that they don't think the Glazers want glory. They just want money. They're protesting American ownership. Oh, how the times have changed. It was only, what, 250 years ago, if my math is right. Yeah, that Americans were, were throwing British tea into a harbor, approximately. So yeah, times have changed. Uh, how do I feel about these, these protests? I get it. I'm fine with it. Man United's a very storied club. American ownerships come in and uh, they don't feel that they've done the club right. Fans have every right to protest. You know you're going to get that crowd, well, destroying property is never the answer. Sometimes it is. It is. I saw that cop, the British cop who got gashed in his face and his, his eye was swollen and a black eye and he's all stitched up and he's laughing. Man, you know, I don't know what British cops do, but they seem to handle it pretty well. They're just like, all right then, you know, come on in. It's all right, you know, have a look about. Don't do anything too bad. But just come in, come out, say what you got to say and get on your way with it then. They seem a little more uh, laid back than American cops. Right? They do. They have to be. When's the last time you saw a British guy in the news for shooting a unarmed human being? British police officer. When's the last time that happened? Seriously, if you look it up, hit me up on Twitter and tell me, because I don't know. So yeah, Man U protest canceled the Man United and Liverpool game, which I was a little bummed about, but I got to watch my club, my other club, Tottenham Hotspur, beat up on Sheffield United. I know it's Sheffield United, but Gareth Bale had a hat trick, which was fun to watch, and also frustrating as hell to watch, because he's played less than 10 Premier League games this year, and he's got 8 or 9 goals. He's averaging over a goal per match in the Premier League. It's like, where, why hasn't he been playing? He hasn't been playing because of Mourinho. Same with Deli Alley. Deli Alley was back in the lineup last night, too. Oh, a season that what could have been, what could have been this year? Kane, Son, Bale, and Alley. We'll never know. Now we're fighting for a top five spot, which I do think we'll get. I think we'll get into Europa League. Anyway, oh, my nose is a little stuffed up this morning, but here we go. LAFC versus the Houston Dynamo. Prior to the match, I said a couple things. I said the weather was going to be important, and it was. Tim Parker was slipping and sliding. I said Matias Vera was going to be important, and he was. He played phenomenal. Matias had a great fucking game. And then containing Diego Rossi was going to be the other thing, which was easy because the weather and his fitness contained him. He did not look like the Diego Rossi who's valued at over $20 million. He looked like Maxi Arruti. He didn't look, he didn't stand out. He looked like a, a, any other MLS striker. 
Not to insult Maxi, but we will talk about Maxi's lack of production later. So uh, we broke their press very well. Very well. I saw in the beginning, oh my god, lots of passes, way too far. You guys were holding down X too long. Passes were delivered too far, especially our corners. Memo was skying the ball over. I don't know if it was windy there. I don't know if the ball was inflated too much, but a lot of long passes. I thought uh, I mentioned Memo. Lundquist, his, his, uh, his passes looked not as clean as normal as well. Lots of hard challenges by our boys, which was phenomenal. It's something we need to do. We needed to play uh, a little rough. Getting into Maxi Arruti, he has to finish. He always, I've said this all year, seriously, go back through the, the post games. He always looks like he's a step off. Like the pass is one step too far left or right. Like he's not in sync with the wingers of the midfielders. He always looks like he's reaching, like he's just a step behind where the ball is going to be. Some talk came up about uh, we need a new striker, do we? Tyler Pasher played striker all last year. Ari Lasseter played striker in Costa Rica. We don't need a new... We have Christian Ramirez. We know what he can do. Um, we don't need a new striker. It would be nice, but then you have three strikers. What are you going to do with Ramirez and Arruti? Keep them? You're going to keep three strikers? Really? I don't think so. A new striker would be nice, but we have two guys that have been strikers as well, whose pace fit Tab Ramos's pace. So, decisions to be made there. Sorry if I sound a little uh, sleepy. I am a little sleepy. So, midfield, Corona and Vera, man. Ooh-wee. Oh, boy. Joe Corona looked great that game. Looked really, really good. Vera looked really, really good. I think both of them put in their best game of the year. On the same token, I thought Memo put in his worst game of the year. I thought Memo was okay, but he wasn't. he didn't look like Memo of week one. It's like Memo has kind of regressed. And Corona has progressed. And Veta has been up, down, up. If we can get all three on the same page, which we have not done yet uh, in the midfield, that would be that'd be a huge improvement. Our midfield's not bad. Memo, Matias, and Joe Corona is not a bad midfield at all. We just we got to get him to play well on the same day. Fafa, man. Fafa. Fafa likes to run really fast and then turn the ball over. He's starting to remind me of Lucas Mora. You know who Lucas Moore is, probably. Lucas is a little bit faster, but Jesus, man. It looks like Fafa takes a dribble too many, or he doesn't really know what to do when he gets down there in the corner. Like, he's got his move, but they're they're waiting for it. I did see uh, in the second half, Fafa and Tyler switched sides, I guess, at the start. Maybe that was to send more crosses into the box and run Corona and Memo into the box for the crosses. But by the time we'd scored in the second half, they were back on their normal sides. So Fafa definitely, I, I, I would say he has not impressed since game one. Since we've played Portland and LAFC, he hasn't looked as good. But at the same time, he's playing better competition. Portland and LAFC are not San Jose. San, Ho San Jose was trash. Let's be honest. They, were, they looked terrible. And we barely beat them. But we should have had more goals than two. Also, LAFC was offsides. They were fucking offsides. If, if Youngman's son was offsides because he leaned, but his feet, feet are at the same level as a defender from Sheffield United, but he leaned, and he's offsides, LAFC's guy is offsides. I don't know how that fucking deck got missed. Everybody saw it. But here's another thing. This pisses me off. When the players think another player's offsides, they just raise their hand and stop playing. You have to continue to play. 
You know how many times I've, I've watched a team do that where they think there's a foul and they stop playing? You can't do that. You have to play to the whistle. And that's something that these coaches have got to start teaching these guys because you watch somebody do it. And there's times where, you know, not playing to the whistle results in the other team getting possession. Not playing to the whistle results in a goal. It, it happens. Play to the whistle. <clears throat> um, Tyler Pasher, first half. There were times where he would take the ball on the wing and there was two to three guys closing him down and double teaming him, triple teaming him. But then sometimes he has trouble figuring out where to go. And sometimes there's nowhere to go. There's no support. There's no outlet. So that's something that definitely we'll need to work on. Now, second half. All right. Second half. Tyler and Pasher. Look, Tyler and Pasher. Tyler Pasher and Fafa switched sides at the beginning. I thought the, the idea for that was to cross the ball more because it was wet, right? It was a wet, slippery day. It was really wet and slippery out there. The goal. Let's talk about the goal. Zarek got sucked inside. There was three orange shirts in a span of like in like a five five foot radius. Valentin got sucked inside. LAFC made that one extra pass. The guy was offsides. That was fucking. That was ridiculous. Did that goal never should have counted? We were we were told that they went to VAR. They didn't go to VAR. Make up your minds. Like what did you do? I didn't see a replay until later. He looked offsides live, and he looked offsides on the replay. Somebody else was like, nah. MLS VAR is just to correct an obvious error. And it's like, well, it's obvious that he's offsides. That should be an obvious error. Fucking mark him offsides. But defensively, we lost our shape at the back. This is the second time Zarek Valentin has allowed someone on his on the backside to score. You know, he had he had Asparilla, Aspria run inside of him versus Portland. And now he has this guy slip in the back because he gets sucked in. So we've got to you know, improve his awareness. Just keep watching. Ball watching. If you're watching the ball, you're not you're not looking around for your man. You should be looking. You know, should you should be luck. Coach Finister says he should be looking ball left shoulder, right shoulder, seeing what's around you. You look at the ball, then you look over your left shoulder and your right shoulder, and that's it. That will increase your game awareness. Yeah, ball left shoulder, right shoulder. What I said, I guess. Uh, Fafa and Tyler Pasher switched back before Tyler scored that. Badass goal, which I predicted Glenn Davis had posted. Post your po- I can't do the I can't do a Glenn Davis impersonation. I'm not even gonna try. Post your predictions for the match. And I said Tyler Pasher's gonna get his first goal in MLS. Many did. And I felt fucking felt pretty good about that. So good that I posted it on Twitter and Instagram. Look what I look what I said. I said this earlier and I got it right. What do you guys think about that? So yeah, that was that was nice. That was beautiful. It was a beautiful goal. Hopefully the one of many more to come. Uh, the first switch, Maxi Arruti switched with Ari Lasseter. Ari went up top. Ari's, Ari was a striker in Costa Rica. He put up good numbers. Ari Lasseter can play striker in MLS. So when you're sitting there saying that we, we need to go buy a new striker, we don't. Try Ari there. Um, I think Joe Corona has improved each week. I think Tim Parker and Boniac Garcia were solid at the back this week. I think on our team, aside from... Maxi, Fafa, and Memo, that everybody looked pretty well. Marco Marich had an amazing save. He kicked a few balls out of bounds that he didn't need to kick out of bounds, but he had an amazing save. Give Marco a chance. That goal, there was nothing he could have done. Told you Marco's going to be good. He looks buff, doesn't he? Marco obviously works out. He's a fit little lad. Little. He's like six foot three. 
Seren and Jones, Darwin and Derek, they looked better in the middle. They looked like they're acclimating. That was an improvement from Darwin, Seren, and Derek Jones when they came on. Uh, Quintero looked still rough. It's been frustrating to watch him like that because we know what he's capable of. Now, somebody kicked around an idea, or maybe it was me. What about Derek Jones at center back? He's six foot three. Did they bring him in to eventually play him there? Because right now he's you know he's playing midfield, but Boniet can do that. As big as Jones is and as physical as he is with that frame, he could play center back. Right? He could. He could. So let's go through the players one by one real quick. Marco Marich, great game. Fantastic game. I would gra- I would rate Marco seven. I would have rated him higher, but his distribution wasn't that great. Uh, Lundqvist, Adam Lundqvist. Let's rate him at a six and a half. Adam didn't do anything crazy, but again, nothing. His side stays relatively quiet. He does a good job of doing what he's supposed to do. He does. Boniac Garcia, rate him a seven. I, I don't think he did anything poorly. I, I thought he did a much better job than last week of keeping everybody in front of him. It's going to be interesting to see with Figueroa and Funmayor, full week of training. If they're fit to come back, what's going to happen to Boney? Junk was back too, but Junk won't be fit this week. I can't see that happening. Tim Parker, rate him a seven. Another solid performance from the uh, the ginger-haired Superman. Zarek Valentin, I'd rate a five. He, he looked good at spells, but that goal was his fault. That goal was on him, so that's why I would do that. I love Zarek, wonderful human being, solid player. Five isn't terrible. It's twice. Twice in two weeks where the goal's been on him. There's that. Matias Veda, I'd rate a seven and a half. Seven to seven and a half. I thought he did a very good job of disrupting play in the middle. He did a fantastic job of getting forward, even as the defensive guy, the holding uh, midfielder in that 4-2-3-1. He did a great job of creating up top. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he scream a rocket? He, he, he kicked a, he took a shot, I believe. It was a hard little shot, too. Nice one. Nice one, Matias. Joe Corona, I'd rate him uh, six, six and a half. He, solid game. He's looked better every week. Joe showed he's got a little shit in his neck this week. Played aggressively. <clears throat> it's a good job by Joey Boy, California kid. Memo, I'd rate Memo a five. I don't think he did anything spectacular. Somebody said he, he's got to be tired. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is, and it's hard to play in that weather. Requires a lot more effort to cut and turn and plant and move because it's soggy and it's wet. And the turf looked great, didn't it? Oh, my God. The turf looked fantastic. Those those guys, <laughs> even the announcers were like, this place looks pristine. Oh, my God. Look at the pitch at BBVA. It looks absolutely pristine. Yeah, it looked great. It did. So let's move to the left side. Tyler Pasher, I'm going to give him an eight. I give him an eight. Hell, I, Tyler Pasher would have nothing less than a seven through all three games. Tyler Pasher has been my man of the week, my man of the match multiple times. Right now he's the player of the year and he's the story of the year. And if you're thinking that USL guys can't translate into MLS, you're absolutely fucking wrong. That's like saying championship players can't translate into the Premier League. Look at Ollie Watkins. Look at Joe Roden. It's like saying AAA players can't transfer into major leagues. It's like saying that college players can't transfer into professional football. It's the stupidest logic I've ever fucking heard. 
It is. If that was the case, Palomino and McHugh would never play MLS because right now they're playing in the USL. So to say that a USL player can't succeed in MLS is absolutely ridiculous. There's lots of players that play in lower leagues because nobody's ever found them. So for someone to say this, well, you know, USL players, they don't really cut it in MLS. Bullshit. There's plenty of guys down there that could play and play well. You just got to find them. Um, in the middle, wait. No, uh, Maxi Rudy, five. Maxi started off preseason very well, and he has progressively regressed, I think. But he does have that pace to press, and he does he does defend decently well and track back. So maybe that's why he's still there. Or maybe it's just that Ramirez does not fit the game style of Tab Ramos. Either way, it wouldn't surprise me to see Lasseter come in. And at this point, I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe not versus Dallas. Let's wait till we get back home. But let's let's see somebody else. Fafa on the right, I'd give him a five. Uh, he did have the assist, if I'm not mistaken, to Pasher. So that probably brings his actual rating up to a six. But he just runs and then loses the ball, it looks like. He runs himself into trouble and doesn't know what to do. Which, you know, it's fine. Stretch the field, create problems. But... We got to have an outlet and we got to have a sense of what to do once we get down into their third. Turning it over doesn't doesn't accomplish anything. Subs-wise, Darwin Quintero looked better. Still not the same guy that we remember, not even close. That's hopefully that changes, man, and fast. We we can't afford to wait for Darwin Quintero to show up and there's like 10 games left. Our season will be gone by then. He's he needs to play a bigger role. Derek Jones, I thought looked much better. I thought he looked a lot better as a sub. Darwin Saren looked good as well. They looked much better than last week. They looked the best they've looked all year, those two. Christian Ramirez looked like Christian Ramirez. Not to say that's not bad, that's not good. Christian Ramirez is going to go out there and he's going to give you an average shift. He's going he's to put in the work and he's going to do what he's supposed to do. You're not going to see fireworks, but you're not going to be disappointed. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I am pleased with the performance, we should have won the match. That goal was offsides. That's the only reason we walked away with just a point. We are now averaging two points at home. But like I said, we need to start. We need to average a point on the road. And this weekend, we go to Dallas, Frisco. We need to not lose that match, period. We need to not lose. Playing in Frisco, playing in Austin, four, two and four hours away. Those have got to almost be like home matches. Now, I know it's not a home match. Their fans are going to yell at us. We don't like it. It's fine. Get a fucking draw. We should tie all the away matches in Texas. That would be great. be nice if we could beat Austin. Hell, we're third in the standings in Texas. Austin and Dallas have six points already. How does Austin have six points? We could very, you know what, guys? We could very easily have five points right now, having played the Timbers on the road and LAFC. So to have four points from three, and you played Portland and LAFC, isn't too bad. It's really not. That Portland game, we could have tied that. This LAFC game, we should have won. VA or lack of VAR cost us. So this week we got Frisco. Those fuckers from Frisco. I know uh, some of the supporter groups are going to be traveling up in the bus on the road again. They can't wait to get on the road again. So if you got a, an option or you can talk to them and get up there with them, go ahead. 
I don't. Th I won't be going up there. I'll be watching it on TV somehow, some way, because uh, I just don't want to go to Dallas. I'm definitely gonna go to Austin and take my kid, but I, I don't feel like going to Frisco this weekend. I got some stuff I got to take care of around here. So overall, pleased with the performance. <laughs> Very, like I said, busy, busy weekend, right? Glazer protests. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. I, I like when people are like, I don't, I don't really, hi. <laughs> I don't really follow European football. So, well, what's going on in Manchester United? Huh? What's going on there? And you try to explain to them. It's like European Super League. And, of course, if you don't follow it, you're like, Hey, what? what's this European Super Bowl? Super League? Don't worry about it. Fun story real quick. Um, I live in a pretty conservative town. By conservative, I mean like the downtown streets are still named after Confederate generals. But I also have a young African-American neighbor who I get along with, right? We talk. He's funny. So the other day, he had a barbecue. I mean, and he had a family barbecue. And the family the family showed out. There's like a lot of family members. There's babies. There's adults. And uh, they're out. They're down there, and they're playing. Like you know, Michael Jackson's going, and like Tina Turner's playing on the the big the big stereo they got. Um, and then uh, they stop cooking, and they bring it all into the house. Now, remember, I said there was babies. There's three of them, three babies. So when they get into the house, the music gets turned up real loud, and it turns. They, they start playing like straight up gangster rap, right? And I'm talking like you can hear the cuss words, and like I knew a couple of the songs because I'm fucking gangster too. What up, player? And uh, that's the wire talking. And then all of a sudden, like, the neighbor starts yelling, screaming lyrics out. And, like, the family's clapping. Remember I said there were babies in there. Fucking, they brought babies to a party. And the smell of marijuana was wafting through the air. They were getting stoned as fuck and partying out. Remember I said there were babies in there, too. Right? But I'm like, yo, baby, you like this party? And baby's like, me. And then uh, the neighbor brings the stereo out, starts playing, what was it, George Strait, and serenading all the local conservatives, to which his family did not think that was funny. Um, they came back and they pulled him They pulled him inside. He was yelling, he was singing, he was dancing the lyrics to Neon Moon, which I think is George Strait, if I'm wrong, whatever. I don't listen to that kind of country music. But I remember as he goes back inside, I hear him say, this is soul music to them. They love this. This is Trump music. Uh, he's had me, had me rolling. Had me rolling, player. So, boys and girls, that's been it. That's been the Houston Dynapod podcast, recorded at 7 a.m. on a Monday. Uh, I'll get with you guys next time. Give us a share. Give us a like. Give us a review. Subscribe. One of those. So, uh, support if you want. Uh, looking forward to... What do we got this week? Generation Orange on Wednesday. Uh, Glenn Davis on Tuesday. And let's see if Christian comes out with some stuff too. A noodle time. If we get some, uh, if we get some more, some more post games. Super excited to have hit on all my predictions. I predicted Pasher would score. That Veda would be important. Blah blah blah. There I go, fucking stroking myself off to myself again. Boys and girls, that's it. Houston Dynapod podcast. Um, I'll check you guys pregame for Dallas. For Frisco, and then uh, we'll hit up a player profile this week. Who do we got left? Ooh, we got to do Tim Parker. We got to do Tim Parker. All right, boys and girls, catch you later. Go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. 
There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. 